Good morning, welcome to GC365, day 287. I am Shauna. And I am Krista. And we're so glad you're here. We're so glad you're reading along with us in the One Year Bible. So make sure you keep going. We are getting to the end. We're so close. So make sure you stay in there, get caught up if you're not. And we get a chat today about some pretty crazy stuff happening in the Old Testament. I don't know, things are getting a little heated, a little serious, and I was a little confused at first, so let's go. What questions did you have about this reading? Was it was it a little weird when you went through it? It definitely was weird. Um, the first uh, thing that I highlighted in Jeremiah 23 was verse 36, but stop using this phrase, prophecy from the Lord, for people are using it to give authority to their own ideas, turning upside down the words of our God, the living God, the Lord of heaven's armies. And... I just don't know that we hear prophecy very often mm -hmm. these days, but yeah. I do know that there are things where we feel like God is speaking to us, but that coming from very strange places and yes. whether it's reality or yeah. <laughs> we're just thinking is that God it might really be that speaking? way. <laughs> yeah, totally. And then I feel like it's interesting because we go into this passage about the good figs and the bad figs. And I was so confused because I was like, why does one group get to be the good figs, the others, the bad figs? These both seem to be like initially God's chosen people. So why, you know, Judah is one and then, um, you know, this other people group, you know, some are exiled, some aren't the people in Jerusalem and those are in Egypt and all this stuff. And I was like, I need more context. I'm so lost. Like, why are we having this situation where God's blessing one group and he's cursing this other group and causing disaster and destruction. So um, I first thought that it was really positive that in chapter 24, verse six, God says, I will watch over and care for them. I will bring them back here again. I will build them up and not tear them down. I will plant them and not uproot them. I will give them hearts that recognize me as the Lord. They will be my people and I will be their God for they will return to me wholeheartedly. And that was to the exiles. So these are the ones that are being called the good figs. And I was like, well, that's a great message. I want to be in that group, right? But then I'm still thinking like, how did these other guys get to be in the group where they're, you know, facing destruction? And so I was glad that in the next chapter, <laughs> chapter 25, they kind of cleared that up a little bit. So um, in verse four, it says that again and again, the Lord has sent you his servants, the prophets but you have not listened and you've not paid attention. Each time the message was this, turn from the evil road you're traveling and from the evil things you're doing. Only then will I let you live in this land that the Lord gave you and your ancestors forever. Do not provoke my anger by worshiping idols you made with your own hands. Then I will not harm you, but you would not listen to me, says the Lord. You made me furious by worshiping idols you made with your own hands, bringing on yourselves all the disasters you now suffer. And then it keeps going and talking about all the disasters that are coming as well because of this. And I was like, okay, it's starting to make sense. The people that are not receiving the blessings are literally have been given again and again opportunities to align themselves with God and they're choosing another path and they're choosing to worship idols. And so that kind of made it a bit more clear to me. It was helpful. Yeah. <laughs> but it still seems pretty serious. There's like a lot of destruction and it's sometimes hard to um, think about God allowing and even like ordaining this destruction. Uh, that can be a little tricky. So I know that that can be a struggle as we read through it too. Yeah. And further down, it talks about the cup of the Lord's anger and just, it's such a, 
feels like such a different God in Mm. the Old Testament versus the New Testament. Praise the Lord, because (laughs) if we had to follow the rules and do the things that they did. I'd fail a lot, for sure. I I probably wouldn't still be alive. (laughs) Yeah, but it is, it's true. It does seem sometimes like it's different, God in the Old Testament, but he's still the same God. That's the interesting part is like, how do we rectify those things? How do we marry those views of God? And I think that it's so clear in this passage that he gave them opportunities. A lot of times it's hard for us because we're seeing kind of the backside of God allowing this evil to happen. But at the same time, he's saying, no, I gave you this. I gave you that. I gave you this. I gave you that. I gave you the prophets. I sent my word to you. I told you don't do this. I told you you need to do this. I've promised this to your ancestors. And constantly we being wonderful humans uh, (laughs) just do our own thing, right? And we do the exact opposite of what he told us to do. And so Um, It's a good reminder, I think, for us that truly the path forward is when we align ourselves with God, when we don't allow anything to come in between our relationship with God, because that's really what idols are. We can have modern modern day idols. It's just when we're living our lives for something else and not for God. So that's number one. I did find it really interesting, too, in this chapter that it mentions that Jeremiah was a prophet for 23 years. It says in verse 3 that for the past 23 years, from the 13th year of the reign of Josiah, king of Judah, until now, the Lord has been giving me his messages, and I have faithfully passed them on to you, but you have not listened. So not only is that pretty cool, Jeremiah has been doing this 23 years, which is like, that's a great legacy, but wow, that's 23 years of God giving them an opportunity to turn around. And not listening. Yeah. They're like, (laughs) no, that's okay. 23 years of this prophet, I don't need him. That's pretty crazy. All right, so moving on to the New Testament. Um, Again, I feel like we have really intense readings. We're talking about the Lord's second coming and uh, the great rebellion, the man of lawlessness, the one who brings destruction. Uh, It's pretty crazy sounding. (laughs) But also, um, then God wins, you know? So I love the hope that comes with it, that in verse eight, the man of lawlessness will be revealed, but the Lord Jesus will slay him with the breath of his mouth and destroy him by the splendor of his coming. That was pretty, pretty cool. The splendor of his coming is what destroys. I think like that's a power we have yet to see, you know, that that's going to be pretty crazy Yeah, in a good way. I highlighted verse 15 in yes. second Thessalonians and it, Um, talks about with all these things in mind dear brothers and sisters stand firm and keep a strong grip on the teaching we passed on to you both in person and by letter and so it's just a reminder that we need to continually you know by reading the gc 365 the bible in a year you're continually learning and just hearing God's word over Mm -hmm. and over and over again so it's a great habit to form and it's just a reminder that we need to continually search For sure. And even right before that, um, just the fact that we're experiencing salvation, the salvation through the spirit, and he's called you to salvation when you heard that good news. I mean, this is just such an encouragement here at the end. So even in the midst of all the destruction, all the despair, all of the crazy things that are going to happen in the end of days, it's really that reminder of like, we have the good news and that's you know, worth shouting about, you know, worth celebrating. (laughs) And that's going to give us that eternal comfort and a wonderful hope uh, that it mentions in verse 16 there. So we'll finish up with talking about the Psalms a little bit. 
um krista did you want to sing the song that we have of the day just kidding <laughs> but we got you know, know better is one day that. in your courts right anybody out there know the old song all right i mean it's not like him old but it's like a little old yeah, that song came to mind when I read, read verse 10. A single day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. And so it just made me made like, you sing. start singing in my mind. <laughs> yes, and I love the verse right after that. Just really interesting imagery of, for the Lord God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. And I think that kind of goes back to the trend we were talking about in the Old Testament of when you align yourself with God, when you do what is right, um, the Lord will not withhold any good thing from us. So that's the right path. That's the path that like, um, we should all be striving for is just to align with Jesus and live our lives that way, because that is truly how we receive blessing and experience life in a whole new way because of Jesus. So with that, we're out. We just want to encourage <laughs> you. So align yourself with Jesus and we'll see you later. <laughs>